0: Welcome to Cottonmouth Manchester, a podcast brought to you by Citico, the city centre management company for Manchester and Salford. I'm Vaughan Allen from Citico and I'm at the famous, possibly infamous, Affleck's Palace or Affleck and Brown. Uh, So following up one institution in the Royal Exchange Theatre with another Manchester institution uh, with General Manager Tony Martin. Afflex has, of course, been the home of alternative culture in Manchester for decades, in the heart of the Northern Quarter, uh, though I guess it, Afflex was rather better known than, than the Northern Quarter as a brand for many years before. Um, saved by Rumwood when threatened with closure, it continues to thrive, and the Afflex team are in the midst of launching a second related project, Hatch, on Oxford Road. Is that all broadly right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Cool. <laughs> um, Tony, what's what's the history of Afflex and uh, how, how long have you been involved?
1: Yeah, Afflex started back in 1982. So we're going back 36 years when a couple by the name of Elaine and James Walsh set up Afflex Palace to house fledgling designers um, that wanted to get their foot in the door into affordable retail units. So over the years, um, Afflex progressed from a few traders on the ground floor right up to taking full occupancy over the whole building. Did they own
0: the building at the time or were they they renting
1: it? No, no. Bruntwood always owned the building and they did a 25-year lease to Elaine and and James. So as as that lease came to an end, uh, discussions took place between Bruntwood and uh, Elaine. Unfortunately, James had passed away by this time. Uh, for the future of um, Affleck's Palace and the renewal of the lease and uh, the maintenance of the building. So during during those discussions, there was a time of uncertainty as to uh, what what the future of Affleck's Palace would be. Um, And following various discussions uh, between Bruntwood and Elaine, a deal was done and uh, it was at that time that Bruntwood took over the management of the business as well as the uh, building and that's where I came in, so that was like going back 10 years, 10 years on April the 1st.
0: And and had you been a regular coming here before you took over?
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, during my teens I I came here quite often Um, and prior to joining Bruntwood I was on the retail management team at the Trafford Centre. So uh, I wanted to get out of retail. It's quite a
0: different environment. <laughs> <directed. laughs>
1: yeah, I, I wanted to have a change in direction from retail and uh, I joined Bruntwood as a property manager and uh, I was with the company six months and the opportunity came for me to sort of come over to Afflecks and naturally I, I, jumped, at the, I jumped at the chance. And
0: then so over that 10 years or so? Um, how, have, how have things changed how have the,
1: the brands changed how, how's the popularity of the place yeah during the um, the period of uncertainty there was quite a few um, retailers here that sort of decided to leave so when we came in it was like 50% occupied so there was a lot of empty spaces uh, throughout, throughout the building uh, but pretty much within I'd say the first couple of months we managed to get the occupancy levels back up um, and since then, we've been running at an average 95% occupancy throughout the year, which is, which is great.
0: And are you always getting inquiries from people about what yeah. the tech stores and
1: stuff? Yeah, and the, the, way it, the way it operates here, everybody that trades with us trades on a weekly licence agreement. So they know that they're coming in and they're not tied to any long lease terms. So if things don't work out or they decide that they're going to relocate somewhere else, they just have to give us a, a week's notice. And we're usually in a a position whereby if somebody leaves us, that we turn around that empty space within a four week period. So over over time, as we've lost businesses, new businesses have come in. So people that visit here always tend to find something something new, something
0: different. So talk about the the range of businesses that you've got in at the moment.
1: (laughs) Well, over the years, retail in general changes. So there's there's trends that come and go. Um, At one time, there was a big vintage sort of trend uh, that died out. Uh, And that's sort of coming back now. But it's more 80s, 90s vintage clothing that the the students are into (laughs) more than you know your 1930s 40s 50s type vintage Um, we're going through at the moment a more arts and crafts sort of trend so we've got a lot of we house a lot of artists independent artists at the moment uh, jewelry makers uh, redesigned vintage Um, there's such a varied diverse range of, of businesses in here there's a big vegan movement at the moment so we've got the veggie hut we've got a vegan caribbean um sort of takeaway restaurant operation and we've got vegan cosmetics as well
0: and how has the audience changed is it is it roughly the same late teen demographic that it's always been
1: no, it's, it's more, the crowd's more diverse now in terms of, of age as well. It's You know, people probably still think that it's predominantly students that come and shop with us, and that's not not the case. It's it's more tourists that are coming to Manchester that we're finding come and uh, shop with us more than the students these days.
0: Yeah, I, I remember saying, I think, Probably eight nine years ago, um, that when you looked sort of nationally and even globally, nobody really I think it's probably changed now. Nobody really knew what the northern quarter was, but everybody knew certainly of a certain age what Afflex was, so and yeah, that, yeah. that was almost a, a bigger brand. Um, do you get a sense that Afflex is still as well known nationally for, for what you do? Because I can't think of does Camden still have a, an equivalent that's been around for thirty odd years? I'm not sure. There can't be many places that have managed to survive with roughly the same ethic for that long. No, no, Camden's, Camden's still going strong,
1: but yeah, those, most definitely we're uh, we're one of the long-standing uh, independent sort of shopping centres. And what we're also finding is um, people that would have shopped here in the teens that are now, you know, got families of their own. So they're, 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 c- they're coming back and they're bringing their, their kids to shop with us. So it's like they're introducing the new generation to us as well, which is great.
0: Um, give us an example for those who might be interested in in taking a stall of of sort of how much it costs for how much space that you'll get it's very flexible here because because we trade
1: over four floors um, and because of the quirky layout we don't tend to work on say size per square foot it's very much on where you're located and the space is flexible so depending if there was a size available that was too large for what you were looking for we can sort of you know, create a smaller space within that or create it into two spaces to make it affordable for, for whoever wants to come and take a business with us. And are those, those
0: stores that are nearest the stairs and the, the higher footfall, are, are they yeah, slightly more expensive as a result?
1: Yeah, the, um, on ground and first floor because they're larger uh, businesses that have grown over the years and because we open seven days a week ground and first floor, they, they tend to pay a higher premium on, on rent. As to somebody that's in a smaller space, tucked away on the third floor.
0: And then, uh, what sort of, what's your longest-lasting businesses? Have you have you had businesses that have been here for the decade and are continuing to
1: be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got two that are still trading strong, and they started in nineteen eighty-two, uh, and that's American Graffiti and Zephyr, which are both vintage shops on the second floor.
0: Have they stayed in the same space? Have they they have, yeah, space yeah. The yeah. No, 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 they stayed in the same space. I remember
1: American Graffiti. Yes. Yeah, um, American Graffiti has grown over the years. She's probably three times the size as she was when we first took over.
0: And, and do you actually have a waiting list of people wanting to come in?
1: Yeah, we get um emails and inquiries all the time. So, yeah, we've got... A list of people that are waiting to come and trade with us but it's very much um, when we do get a space a- available that we make sure that the right retailers coming into that space it's not going to conflict with what somebody else is doing um, and it's something a bit different because we, we always sort of pride ourselves on you know offering something different to what's that out there on the high street
0: and then how i mean even over your decade um, you know, what, what's happened out, outside in terms of the Northern Quarter? Uh, there's been quite a lot of development all, around Oldham Street, um, certainly this end. Um, more upmarket shops, I guess, for want of a better term. I'll probably get crucified for saying that. But um, I mean, how, how do you think Affleck's now fits with the rest of the Northern Quarter? Yeah, I think Affleck's is
1: the anchor of the Northern Quarter. So the Northern Quarter's got a, a, a vintage feel to it. And I think that sort of relates to us um, over the years it's gone a lot more bar and restaurant sort of um, operators that are here not not so much retail at the moment.
0: Um, and then in the last repainting you went back to Affleck and Brown is that sort of an official rebrand or is that just you wanted to recognise the history of the building a little bit?
1: Yeah we wanted to um, stick with the Affleck's name unfortunately we we, we couldn't we weren't allowed to sort, sort of purchase the Afflex Palace name, but we rebranded it Afflex. But people, people still refer to it as Afflex Palace, and know us as Afflex Palace.
0: And do you officially call it Afflex Palace?
1: Or? No, no, we, we call it Afflex.
0: <laughs> Always interesting. Um, and then, how do you see it developing over the next the next few years? You, is is the intention to just um, keep on, keep on with the role that it's got and and bringing in the the new. Brands, as, you, as you've got space?
1: Yeah, um, you know, we've always been mindful not to change Affleck's too much, um, but it's obviously the people and the, the businesses that come and trade here that bring that vibrancy. Um, so hopefully we can continue keeping the occupancy levels as they are uh, and see businesses grow with us.
0: Uh, you talked about being sort of the anchor of the Northern Quarter, so um, talk to me about the Northern Quarter Horn as well, which you you
1: gonna pick up, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, again, you know, we we were we along with uh, a lot of the neighbouring businesses and the people of Manchester were quite sad to see the horn get taken down for the development that's that's now happening. So uh, I decided to make a few phone calls and see if there was anything we can do to 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 get it back to the northern quarter. So we were successful in. Uh, obtaining it to go up on the to, over the tip street entrance so that should be happening very very soon hopefully uh next month
0: oh okay so that might actually coincide with this going out which would be brilliant we could we can claim it as, a, <laughs> as a, uh yeah it's interesting i mean i know there's been some conversations on social media recently about the uh the lemsis a poem as well that's been on on the pavements and actually yeah. as as plans are developed for repaving some of the areas to make sure that that, that is restored because it's not in a terribly good state. Yeah, that's some of great. those original pieces of artwork, like the horn that have been around for twenty odd years, um, to sort of bring to bring them back, so that the identity of the place and the history of the place is maintained, which is quite important. Yeah, that's great. Um, now Hatch, yeah. Oxford Road, Oxford Street, Oxford Road, Oxford Road. Yeah. Okay. So, what, what was the thinking behind Hatch? Uh, where did where did the idea come from?
1: Yeah, it was very much. Um Obviously, Afflex is very successful in supporting independent traders Um, and independent traders that are doing really, really well here don't necessarily have that second stepping stone to take before then going into maybe a, a larger high street store. So Hatch was all yeah, about... So I suppose
0: it's quite a big leap. To yeah. A big, a, or weekly rent to then taking on what might exactly. be a five-year lease or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, is. yeah. So it's, it's, all, it's all about helping independent businesses grow. Um, so by creating Hatch, it creates that next stepping stone. So it could be somebody in here that's doing really well, wants to get their own front door and the hatch would give them the opportunity. There's also independent businesses out there that are trading in, say, Old Tringham, Cholton, uh, Presswitch, that want to get into the city centre. And again, they, they you know they can't afford the rents on some of the shop units out there. So it was about creating something on the Affleck's business model, where we can offer all-inclusive flexible rent, but giving them the opportunity to have their own front door in the city centre in in an area that's got really high footfall. And there's not really much down there on Oxford Road in terms of all the people that work there, pass by there. There's not really much going on in terms of somewhere where you can go and socialise or shop. So again, we noticed there was a gap in the market there to to do something. And as part of the wider picture with the Circle Square development, it's about then growing people, say, from here or other independent businesses from elsewhere into a space at Hatch that would then hopefully grow into a retail unit within the Circle Square development
0: so how many spaces have you got and what's been the uptake so far
1: at Hatch we currently have five retail units all of which are taken they're all occupied at the moment and did they
0: come from here those those retailers or no
1: they- no um, we've got a shop called Nonsense that have come from Presswitch um, we've got an art shop called Paintsayers that did want to come in here but unfortunately we, we couldn't accommodate them so we were able to offer them a place at Hatch uh, we got Beehive florists that were here and they were on the third floor but the 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 heat within the building the flowers weren't surviving so again it was good for us to be able to offer them a place down there and we've got a shop called love and labor that do uh, natural wine so it's like an off license and then we have a unit that's being used for more flexible term pop-ups so we've got Manchester uh, menswear brand dead legacy going in there next week for four weeks also at hatch we have a nano brewery and TAC espresso bar and then we have four street food units
0: and then other plans for expansion of that yeah
1: phase two, phase two.
0: hatch two okay.
1: yeah fa- phase phase two hopefully uh, will be happening late summer time Uh, where we will expand more under the Mancunian Way and hopefully uh, get another 30
0: units on site. That's that's quite a big jump from five plus units up to 30, isn't it? And then, you know, presumably you must be fairly confident about being able to fill those as well.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the interest has been really, really exciting. We've got so many people that are wanting to come and sea hatch and uh, a lot of food operators that want to be part of it and the retail inquiries are starting to come through thick and fast too as well now. Uh, so
0: presumably therefore it must have been successful and, since it's opened uh, and again is its it, is it where it's based is it ninety percent students going to it or are people travelling to go to
1: it? No, what we're what we're finding, uh, obviously because of where, where it is near the universities, it's, there's a big student audience there. But there's also a lot of people that are that are working in the area, so we're getting we're getting a, a wide mix of customers, very much like Affleck's. Uh, we're finding a lot of families going going down there on on a Sunday, maybe on the way to the Whitworth Gallery and and popping in. So yeah, the the. They, the, the customers that were getting down there the range, so
0: it's not, it's not all students. I mean, I mean, It's interesting what you say, because you're right. Apart from uh, the number of takeaways, and obviously Eighth Day um, down on the road, there isn't an awful lot that's, that's down there. There's not a huge amount of retail, particularly. No. And, and as the number of bars seems to be reducing as, as students drink less um there's a bit of a gap there uh, that that you can fill quite easily and and if you're offering relatively easy terms compared to taking long-term leases it, it is a sort of ideal next step for people
1: well that's that's it i mean now you can you can pop into a little independent shop there and buy a handmade card or some nice stationery um or some natural wine or a nice piece of artwork so we're very much going to stick with the independent sort of offering down there. So like Affleck's, it'll be something that you wouldn't quite expect to find.
0: And can you see that brand being rolled out to other cities where Bruntwood has got investments? Yeah, definitely, definitely,
1: because it, because it works and, and um, you know, it was easy, quite easy to set up. Uh, I don't see why not, That you know, in the future, we might see a Hatch, Liverpool, Leeds, Birmingham hope so
0: an empire of hatches that'd be great uh, yeah. i mean it does seem to be um, definitely a model that's being embraced in different ways obviously it's a street food that's become pop-up food um has been a massive thing over the last four or five years but then pop-up pop-up retail with box park and various other things um possibly now that's moving towards major brands but this does seem a way do you think previously there was a there was a gap for those people who had moved beyond the market to the market stalls, but weren't quite ready to go into, you know, the five, 10 year leases or whatever. And this is filling that gap.
1: Definitely. And we've found with the street food operators, they're already talking to us about taking on bigger units uh, in phase two. So it'll be, it'll be great to, you know, to play a part in their success as they, as they grow as businesses.
0: And it's, I mean, you were talking about um, then the more successful ones or the ones that wanted to then going into, retail units in Circle Square so for Bromwood there's there's quite a clever idea here as well isn't there that you, that you are helping people from the very beginnings in Affleck's through Hatch which is a bit bigger and then potentially ooh never mind the phone, <laughs> uh, potentially then you've got um, sort of tame or, or friendly retailers and pop-up food people that you can bring into all the developments that you're, you're working on around the country definitely uh, and again
1: you know people were sort of Working from home and making the products and selling them online, uh, because they didn't have that opportunity to get in somewhere in terms of getting a, getting a retail unit. So again, it's it's giving those people the opportunity to to live their dreams and build their own
0: businesses. Just a brilliant place to stop. <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Tony and to our friends at Blueprint Studios in Salford for editing the piece. If you have any comments, talk to us at Cottonmouth MCR or through email on podcasts at cityco.com. Please leave us a review if you like what you hear. Thank you very much.